How do I not absorb everyone's energies and feelings and thoughts, but more so how do I observe what's happening for individual people and observe without judgment? And from there, help people and myself without judgment, observing my own emotions and experiences and everything without judgment, help myself and other people be the best possible version of themselves. And taking that step back that weekend, even from that first experience that happened, I know I shared it with both of you and I felt so awful and I had to take a step back and be like, this is all part of the journey. This is an opportunity to grow and to learn and to show up better next time. And then I got to observe other people's experiences. Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast, bringing forth the new wave of rising leadership and helping leaders find purpose, connection, and results. This is your host, founder of Alluviance, Alex Kremer. What is up? Welcome to the Rising Leader Podcast. I am so grateful and stoked that you are here to be joining us today. If you have not joined us for the Rising Leader Podcast, welcome to the show. We are so thankful for you to be here. I will also say this is a unique episode here. This is actually my first time having two repeat guests on the show, and they just so happen to be two of my absolute favorite people in the world. So first off, Ms. Claire Johnson, Mr. Tom Alamo, what is up? Welcome to the show. What's up, brother? Happy Thanks Monday. Thanks for having us, Alex. Yeah. Happy to be here. Oh, my God. Claire, I can see you just grin and just be like, man, why is Alex so weird all of the time? <laughs> you know what I'm thinking. You know I'm like, yeah, that special weird sauce is coming out already. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We're, we're not even a minute into this conversation and we're already getting <laughs> weird. So just heads up. Everybody better buckle up here. Well, I will just share first off, I am coming in from Maine. I am here at my family's cabin. I grew up to going every single summer. My grandparents, uh, who are no longer with us, they built this cabin back in the 70s. And it's just like, I am surrounded by trees and water. And I'm just here with my mom on vacation. So I'm coming in just feeling nourished and just feeling spacious and stoked to be talking with both of you. And I know, Tom, you're coming from the amazing Chicago. And Claire, you are coming from the beautiful New York City which also happens to be my current residence at the very least. Big Apple. For today's conversation here, Tom, you and I go way back about five or six years ago to when you actually were at uh, Tech Target. You were looking at your next role, whether it be Gong or Outreach. You ended up choosing Gong, which slightly broke my heart, to say the least. And then, Clara, <laughs> you and I go way back to our outreach days back in like 2019 era when I was actually your manager. And then we've just grown in our friendship and what we're really bringing to this world. And one of the things that I absolutely love about both of you is beyond just really working on yourselves and being an embodiment of what we're doing to try to change the world, so to speak. We've actually all come together and we started a wonderful community that's specifically focused on tech sales professionals uh, and tech sales leaders. And we call it Alluviance. As part of that, we throw what we call our Arise Immersion. We just are coming off, I guess it was, what, three weeks ago when we threw our immersion down in Austin, Texas? Yeah. So not too long ago. And we got an upcoming one happening this November, which I'm sure that we'll be getting into this conversation. But one of the things that our community really stands for, and even take aside the community, I think that each of us just really stand for in our personal lives, is really two main areas. Each of us are really committed, first off, to the art 
and the craft of sales. And one thing that we always say is you are not a sales rep, you are a sales professional, just as much as an engineer is an engineer, doctor is a doctor, a lawyer is a lawyer, right? Honing your craft and becoming great at what you do. And whether that be the prospecting methodology, how it goes about doing effective discovery, giving a badass demo, negotiating like a pro, whatever it might be, is how can we continually be working on our craft? And we do that both within our teams as well as within our personal lives. And in addition to that, I think the thing that I love the most is the sales tactic and strategy is definitely important. But if there's not that underlying foundation that's built upon mental health, emotional health, physical health, even spiritual health, that sales tactic and strategy is going to fall flat. And so we're really committed to embodying ourselves. And that means doing some excavation of maybe some parts, some limiting beliefs, some imposter syndrome, as well as gaining clarity on what our vision is, who and what we're really trying to move to. Uh, And one of the things that we really always say is the purpose of a vision is not necessarily that you achieve it. The purpose of a vision is who it causes you to be today. That's just really what we really have built a community around. So we got the ingredients of sales and inner game and really it's, it's being held by the wonderful community through our immersions right here. And so with that, I did just kind of want to turn it over. Claire, we're going to start it off with you here. We've been doing this for, I guess, about six months or so. We've thrown our first immersion. We got our next immersion coming up November 10th through 12th in Austin. Talk about what have you been bringing both in in your personal life as well as this community around those real three pillars of sales in your game as well as community. Yeah, I love what you just said, Alex. I think honing your craft in sales is obviously important to success. But if you don't come from a place of authenticity in honing your craft, then we're going to fall short. I've seen so many sales professionals be a performer or want more or find success and achievements. And if they don't come from who they truly are, their essence, if they don't know who they truly are, then they usually hit a ceiling of achievements and success. So doing that inner work, going deep into your soul and your purpose and your authenticity goes hand in hand with continuing to climb that ladder, get that next promotion, maybe move into leadership, whatever you want to do. It all comes from this place of authenticity. I absolutely love Arise. I love what we're building for this community because one, we get to build community while being in community, which is so amazing. We also focus on the inner game, which I just talked about, understanding your authentic gifts, your vision, your purpose, and then obviously what Alex covered, the sales tactics and skills. For me, personally, when I went to Arise, obviously, we were all hosting and facilitating and making sure the weekend went smoothly, but I did get to participate in some of the sessions, specifically the sessions that were focused on the inner work. We did breath work for what was it, Alex? 45 minutes when you were guiding? Mm-hmm. Good. I think it was 45 maybe, minute maybe, breath work. We even got up to an hour. I think I got caught up. I was like supporting and, and co-leading it with somebody who we brought in. And I was like leading, but I was like, man, am I actually breathing and doing this so long? So I got caught up in it with just as much as you did. It felt like three days. <laughs> it, it really did. Tom, had you ever done breath work for that long before? Not for that long, maybe for like 10 minutes. Even that long is only a couple of times. Yeah, so it's usually been like a couple of minutes. So 45 to an hour was way beyond my capacity or so I thought. 
Yeah, I felt the same. I remember laying down to do the breath work and I was thinking about a thousand other things that I had to do. Lunch was coming. I know I had to go get it at the front door and I had to prepare it. I had to set up for the next session. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this breath work. But then I was like, we're all doing this inner work together. We're all here together. And just because I'm a host doesn't mean that I shouldn't do this. So I laid back, I participated and it rocked my world literally rocked my world. I did not expect what came up to come up for me. Because I've done almost a decade of hard, deep work on my inner child, on things that I've gone through in my childhood, on mental health and mental illnesses that I've suffered from. And so I feel like I've gone into all like the dark rooms of my inner being. And when I did breath work, there were some parts of my inner child that got healed through that process. I shared love with my mom during this breath work. I got emotional. The guy next to me, he was bawling. And at one point, we all had blindfolds on. I just reached my hand out and we held hands as he cried and I cried. And there was something so liberating of being in community and doing the inner work together and feeling so safe. Even as a host, if I felt that way, I know that everyone in the space when we did that hard work felt that way. There was a lot of special moments, but that's bled into how I show up outside of Arise, how I show up for my team at Catalyst, bled into how I show up for my friendships and my marriage all of the things that I do on a constant basis, it has brought me back to the importance of doing the inner work on a constant basis and how it continues to transform you and get you closer to your vision and your purpose. One thing I'll add is there's so many different modalities to do the inner work, whether it be breath work. And, you know, Claire, you know, well, I started actually bringing breath work onto our team meetings at Outreach. Now I do it at Catalyst, just kind of create a sacred space for everybody to say, hey, just bring presence to where we are at. And it actually, it stretches your capacity, right? It, It shows, hey, if I can do this, which is not easy, which is hard, what else can I do? So it translates into, hey, I just do hard things. I go outside my comfort zone. But we also did things, you know, we brought in uh, a guy named Rob Renahan, who uh, is a former Zen monk, one of my coaches for the past five years. You two obviously know him very well now at this point. He taught the basics of meditation. And for many people, it was their first time just sitting in presence of like, hey, I got a whole bunch of thoughts. Some are good. Some are definitely not good. Jumbling around my dome. What do I do with them? And really even how to tap into one's vision through the art of meditation. We had Tim Pereira, who's one of our good friends as well. If you have not followed him on LinkedIn, definitely check his stuff out. He's a big guy on mental health. And he did some cold plunges with people. So again, stretching us outside of our comfort zone. And we even did a little bit of a visualization to go see your future self 20 years from now. And that was really powerful of just hey, this is different. Like, hey, we get so caught up within our day-to-day and our sales, our calls, whatever it might be, we forget to first say, how am I doing? What's my heart? How am I feeling there? And then also bringing us back to that presence. And so I love that part. And it's good to just be doing it with people who have never done that before as well. It's definitely interesting to witness. You kind of like Jedi mind tricked me with this whole thing because we talked about putting it together for probably like six to nine months before it actually happened. And even I didn't really know (laughs) on Sunday, I was like, oh, that's what this was. Like, I didn't even really know until after. And I was DMing with someone on LinkedIn 
last week, they were inquiring about the next one that we're doing and just asking what might be different from the first one and things like that. You know, I think one of the main takeaways is like people came for the sales content. They came for how do I prospect? They came for how do I do a great discovery meeting and how do I negotiate and get a huge ass commission check? But they're coming back uh, and signing up for the next multiple ones that we're doing because of the inner game. I think to me, that was really apparent on day one. A couple hours in, we did some icebreakers and things like that. And people are, are sharing some kind of surface level things. And all of a sudden, someone shares about their experience with depression, serious mental health consequences, and thinking about, man, I shouldn't be here right now. And we're like three hours into it. To me, that really set the tone of like, man, this is a safe spot for us to be sharing, to be talking. And we're going to go a lot deeper than what's your quota this year. And it's universal. Everyone that I'm talking to nowadays, it feels like this is a conversation. There's always questions of tactics and people want to know how to do certain things better. But it comes down to, man, I'm at this great company. I was talking to one of my good buddies the other day, Matt, one of the best companies in the world, public company, hitting my number. I've got a great family life. I got this and that. But why do I feel like shit? And so it comes down to the community aspect or lack thereof for a lot of folks. And I think that's to me, what has really stood out. It's also interwoven. The community, the inner game, the sales tactics. I love when we sat in the room on the first day and we looked at that. The thing that really stood out to me uh, throughout the process was people seemed to come for the sales content. They signed up because they want to prospect better, do better discovery, negotiate more clearly, and get big commission checks, right? Hit their quota. But the reason that people that went that are coming back for more and already signed up for the next one or multiple is some of the the inner game. And to me, that was very well represented like early on in the retreat, a couple hours in, like we're having some conversations, doing some journal prompts, talking about things that kind of like a surface level, still getting to know each other, feeling each other out. There's a little bit of like awkward tension. And then one person steps up, calls themselves forward and talks about something very personal about their mental health problems, about depression about, I shouldn't even be here right now. And there was a collective like exhale amongst the other 30 people in the room of like, oh, we just went there. And that kind of set the tone in my eyes of like where things went for the next 60 hours of just like going deeper, people being more open, feeling more comfortable. And the more and more I have conversations with, if it's about this or even just with friends, it feels like the community aspect is really what is being lost right now. I have a good friend who we were talking, he's got an amazing job, he's hitting quota, he's got a great family and this and that. And he's like, man, I just feel fucked up. I just, I don't have my people around me. I don't have a community. I feel like I'm doing this all alone. And it's just a conversation that I hear and I'm a part of, you know, now it seems like every single day with different sales professionals, sales leaders, other types of business people all over the country and all over the world. And so it, it just feels like we really have struck a chord. And it's something that I'm excited to just like keep digging into, keep diving deeper into. Tom, I love what you just said because there's something so special about community and then in turn doing the inner work as a collective. I believe on that first day, we sat in that room and there was like 30 participants sitting there and it was you, Alex and I in the front. And I just remember looking out at any, everyone in the room that made the choice to commit to that weekend, to grow their sales tactics, to get deeper into knowing who they are and what their purpose and vision is on this earth and to grow in community. And I could see in everyone's eyes that they were high achievers. They 
wanted the most out of life. A lot of high achievers learn by learning. We know this in leadership that enablement is really important. We teach them something. It's a framework. Then they go and role play that framework. Then they go execute it on a prospect. They reiterate it as they listen to their gong calls and they go back and master it. I think what's really special about an Arise weekend where all of these high achievers are making the choice is, yes, you are learning by learning in some instances when we get into the sales tactics and even some of the inner work. But most of the work is learning by doing and kind of just jumping in head first and being messy about it and not having a plan and not having to hold on so tight to control. And I love when a collective group can just jump in head first and learn by doing together and be vulnerable and show up for each other. But more importantly, just show up for themselves and be like, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. I've never meditated. I've never done breath work. I've never cold plunged before, but everyone else is doing it. So I'm just going to dive right in and see what it does for myself. See how it makes me grow, how it stretches me. So we learn by doing at Arise and we learn by learning, but mostly by doing first. You touch on a really good point there because before COVID, especially, everybody was going into an office every single day. Everybody was just able to receive and collaborate and learn from each other. And just they all they had to do was turn right or left. And it was easy. And I remember being in the outreach office back in Seattle and I loved it. Like I loved going to the office and many people did as well. And then obviously, you know, we all went into quarantine and we're now figuring out our companies back in the office. Are they partially back in the office? Are they fully remote now? And for many organizations, they've gone fully remote and we're missing out on just people. <laughs> like we're not meeting and seeing people. And especially when you're talking to your colleagues and managers, when it's via Zoom call, I don't know if you guys have felt this, it's just all about business now. Like, okay, how's your pipeline? Let's talk about the deals. Okay, what's going on with the team numbers, X, Y, and Z. But when you're in person, there's the opportunity. It's the classic water cooler talk. You can be just saying like, hey, what's going on? How was your weekend? How's your family? And you learn stuff about people that you didn't typically learn just via talking on a call. I think probably one of the most surprising things that I experienced was, yes, the ingredients are sales tactics and strategies. And Tom, I want you to kind of talk a little bit about what that is. And yes, some of it is the inner game stuff, but underlying all of it is just pure freaking community and just meeting and being with other people and being face to face with them. And it wasn't always so serious, by the way. I just want to like be careful with that. Like, yes, we did some hard shit here, but like we threw a pool party, we brought a DJ, like there was people dancing, like there was just a lot of smiles and joy and fun that came from it because so many people, and this is what was so surprising, so many people were like, you know what? I'm just now working from home, selling a product I may or may not care about, just trying to hit quota. And that's awesome, but like, not really. <laughs> it's like, what am I missing? Especially in this market, very few people are actually hitting quota. And even for those who actually are hitting quota, they hit it. And Tom, I remember you saying this and it resonated with me so much one time. It's like, they hit it and you're happy for about seven minutes. And then you're like, cool, now what? You know, like, okay, now I got a bigger quota in front of me. And oh my God, I just worked so hard to hit to this quota. And I finally hit it. And now I'm just like, I got to do it again. I'm exhausted. 
Yeah. And when you start to get people together, like in person, it changes things like the vibration and frequency that comes from your body changes. And also you get to take that back home when you go back on Monday to be with your family and be with your friends, whatever it is, or living by yourself, whatever it might be, your body, your physiology literally changes. The neuroplasticity in your brain is morphing just based on the container that we're creating. And for many people, put the freaking content aside, put the experience aside, just being around people. That's all you actually need. <laughs> like you might be in a rut right now. You might be feeling burnt out, might feel stressed, anxious, whatever it might be. And actually the antidote isn't the cool sales tactic. The antidote isn't, oh, what's my vision? The antidote is just be with fucking people who you love who are cool, who are different, who are interesting, who have a similar lifestyle and ideals as you, that actually in itself, I mean, I, I'm going to be selfish. I, I just love receiving that myself, which is partially why we started this community. That's <laughs> actually just what I want to be able to experience there. On the topic of community, Alex, there was a moment during the weekend that it just made my heart so freaking happy because one person had stood up and he was like, you know what, I'm going to make a commitment in front of all of you. I'm going to make a commitment to myself that for the next 365 days, I'm going to meditate every single day, whether it's in the morning or at night, whenever I find time, I'm going to meditate every single day. And I want this container to hold me accountable. And another dude jumped up. He's like, I'm in, I'm in to meditate with you every, every day. And then another guy was like, wait, I'm in too. And they all started hugging right in front of us. And they were giving high fives. And I was like, I'm going to be in. I'm going to be part of the community. And now we have in our Slack channel, 365 days commitment, where they're posting every day about the meditations that they're doing. They're posting how many days they have their streak going for. That is the type of stuff why we need community and people around us to hold us accountable, to lift us up to celebrate us when we win. All of those things are so important because it's a thread of connection when you're around people. Hmm. It's really hard to do it alone. You mentioned like everyone that's listening to this podcast, everyone that showed up to the retreat, they're high achievers, right? These are people that have gotten promoted multiple times. They're working at some of the best companies in the world. They're making more money than 99 point something percent of people in the world. They're going to get the job done one way or another. And they're used to, and I'm used to, you know, pushing the rock up the hill and just keep pushing the rock, keep pushing the rock. And you can do that for a period of time. But then at some point, you need to take a break and you need to securely put that rock somewhere in the mountain or else it's going to fall all the way back down to the bottom. What I'm seeing is these people actually now saying, oh, you know what? We, we could all, like, we could have five of us push this rock up. It's actually quite a bit easier that way. We could maybe take turns or we could do it all at once. And so I'm noticing that a lot just from working with you all, from meeting everyone that came, from working with them, from them working with each other and just seeing how that community is unfolded of, yeah, I don't have to, I do have aspirations. I do have goals, but I don't have to go about it alone. And it's really challenging. It's really tough. But we can just get 1% better every day and do it to collectively together. It makes it just so much easier and also just more enjoyable. It's a lot more fun that way. It's a lot more fun. You know, one of the reasons I love The Office was like my first sales job. Every time you close a deal, you ring the bell and you ring the bell a certain amount of times, depending on how big the deal was. You're saying gong would actually ring a gong and you guys would close a deal? <laughs> or is it a bell? Is I mean, it a bell or a gong? Before gong, it was a bell. At gong, it was a gong. And you'll see over my 
shoulder is a gong as well. But the best part was like, you'd hit the gong and everyone would be clapping and cheering and high-fiving. And then you work from home and it's like, you know, I guess my dog will high-five me or something, you know? And so having people in that community to help cheer you on, to help when things are going well or not so well, is just so important. What is up, y'all? This episode is brought to you by Alluvians. Alluvians is helping sales professionals and sales leaders all across the world master the art and the craft of sales by transforming the inner game. So what does that mean? Here it is. Yes, the sales talk track, the tactic, the strategy is definitely important. But if there's not that underlying foundation that's built upon mental health, emotional health, even spiritual health, I don't care how good that talk track sounds, it's going to fall flat if you're not coming from a sense of purpose, of fulfillment, of meaning in your life. And that's really what we're doing through our in-person immersions. Next one is being held February 23rd through 25th. At our last immersion, we had 50 sales professionals and leaders come from across the world to really do this inner work. And we did things such as breath work, cold plunges, meditations, yoga, things to get us into our body more. And oh, by the way, we talked about what it means to do an effective discovery call, to lead an effective presentation, to negotiate like a complete badass. And really, at the end of the day, we're just a great community of people looking to do the good work and to bring the essence of who we truly are back to the world. So if you're interested in checking it out, make sure you check out alluvians.co. Check us out there, submit an application, and we cannot wait to see you there. I think it's important to share your personal story. Mm. We were there on Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. I did a oh, little tarot the... reading for you. Yeah. And yeah, how yeah. did you grow in this community with your band analogy? Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. I Tom, felt like Tommy, Tommy Tahoe came on line this weekend. I mean, I, I hadn't seen Tom be this. There was a look in his eyes that I was just like, oh shit, this is the new Tommy Tahoe right here. (laughs) Yeah. I won't take too long, but I'll set the stage really briefly for people that maybe didn't listen to the last podcast or don't know who I am, but I was in SaaS sales. I left to start my own business at the beginning of this year, sales training and coaching. It's been really challenging for a lot of different reasons in terms of just trying to build something from scratch, not knowing how to do a lot of this, the financial instability. Some months are great. Some months are not so great. If you've ever had a sales job where you have zero base salary, that's pretty much that, except you're also creating the product and doing the marketing and your HR and uh, accounts receivable. There's a lot going on. I felt overwhelmed uh, at times. Coming in, you know, in, in June was my worst month of the year. The revenue I brought in would not, I couldn't even pay off uh, rent in Chicago with what I brought in the month of June. And following the last three weeks, I had by far my best month in July, had my best week at the end of July, closed a deal with a Fortune 10 company that I'm going to speak to tomorrow and have been on a great roll just personally. And so it could be coincidence or could not be a coincidence. But what I felt like I was bringing that week was some negative energy, coincidentally. I felt like I was pushing this rock uphill, so to say. Things weren't going my way. I was losing deals. I was skipping commitments to myself. Like I was skip, skipping workouts. And you know, I felt like I was complaining a lot. I felt like my energy was a little low. I just felt like we all get in, in some mental ruts like that, right? And it's like, oh, why is all this stuff happening to me? You know, and that, that's kind of how I felt. We got to uh, Austin a couple of days early to prep and get everything set up. And there's just a few moments that, you know, I felt like I was understanding that I was coming in with some of that negative energy, trying to shake it. And the morning before the retreat, Claire did a little tarot card reading. And the long and short of it was that I felt like I needed to get into the driver's seat. I felt like I was making excuses. I felt like 
I was not making strong enough decisions. I was kind of being wishy-washy on some things, especially in my work life, but also just like I said, workouts and just things like that. And what I really felt called was, you know, Alex, you said this at the beginning of the pod. One of the things that you kept saying over and over in the weekend was that a vision is not about just achieving it. It's about who it causes you to be today. So if you have this vision of where do I want to be 10 years from now, right? You want to be more confident. You want to be maybe more wealthy. You want to have a certain title. You want to be a good father, mother, sister, brother, et cetera. Why can you not show up like that today? You might not be in a relationship where you're a mother or father yet. You might not have the six pack that you want or the money in your bank account that you want, but you could show up as that person today. And I've thought about that every day since of like the guy that I want to be 10 years from now, why can he not show up today as that, as a business owner, as a significant other, as a brother, as a dog dad, as a whatever, you know? And what does he do? Does he work out in the morning? Does he do creative projects? Does he work in service to others? Is he nice to the barista in the morning or is he on his phone on Instagram? Like all these decisions that I think I felt like I had a little bit of a breakthrough within that weekend. And it's just carried on for the last three weeks for me of just something I'm continuing to think about, talk about, write about, journal about, think on, and has helped me in a lot of different ways. And I feel like everyone kind of probably came into this with different state of life, different things that are going on. And for me, it felt like five years of therapy in three days. And then a continuation of that has really helped me to feel good and some good things are happening and like my energy's high. And again, you could call it a coincidence or you could believe that your actions create kind of the energy that you put out. And I think it's the latter. Manifestation, baby. And people that hold you accountable to manifesting what you want. Yeah, totally. A really powerful point is, and I remember you know, sharing that and that the purpose of vision, not that you achieve it, it's who it cause you to be today. There's these habits characteristics, qualities, that version of yourself is 20 years from now. And here's my opinion. I mean, at this point within my career, I've, you know, hired, trained or developed or managed, you know, 300 plus tech sales professionals. Like I coach, you know, various tech sales leaders, tech sales professionals. And obviously, you know, through Illuvian, there's a lot of people. And when I look at the people who are not just performing at an extremely high level in terms of like overachievement on their quota, making a ton of money, their W2 is the biggest ever mean, but also when they're feeling just good, like there's a certain vibration coming up, like there's emanating to be like, man, like there's going to be around you, like you're feeling it and you're also producing great numbers. It's like those people who have a fulfilling life and are achieving, they have three things. And I've seen this consistently over and over again. The first one is they have their community. Right. And a community is people who have similar, whether it be ideals or values or just things that they're trying to go for that's bigger than just themselves. Also, that community, they have their backs. So and when they're struggling, when they're faltering, like just like what you shared right there, when, when you share that in a community, when you just like open your heart and you're vulnerable, like that in itself is the Kickstarter of something working through. It's like what's coming is going. It's such a powerful thing. What's coming is going. If it's coming up, it's meant to be going through. And the way that it goes through is if you share it if you're honest about it. And it's also, you know, a community of they're holding each other to an extremely high standard saying, Hey, this is how we show up. We show up and we have integrity. We believe in purpose. We believe in doing good for other people. We believe in being authentic. So like, that's the community. If they have community, that's a key one. Number two, what these top people always have is they're working on their skill set. They're becoming better at just their craft, whether it be sales, whether that be leadership, whether it be whatever it might be, but they're, they're saying, Hey, 
I will never not be a student of the game. And I will never reach a point where I know everything. And also, I'm going to raise my hand right now. Like, I learned so much from my SDRs who just started in the tech sales world two months ago, as I do sometimes from my leader, who I'm receiving leadership from. And so it's like, there's always something to learn. So you're working about your craft. Number three, and this is just kind of tying together what you said earlier, they have a map. They have a vision. They have a goal in terms of who they are actually trying to become. And if you don't know it, that's okay. But your North Star should simply be your North Star if you don't know what it is. And just to be in a level of inquiry into it, like, hmm, what do I want to be three years from now, five years from now, 20 years from now? And the purpose isn't necessarily that you hit that goal, but it's you start to source from it, start to move in that direction and at least understand the attributes of it. And that's just what I've seen. It's like, if you have community, if you're working on a skill set and you have a vision, and it sounds grandiose or superfluous, but it's like, if you have those three things, anything is possible. What is not possible when you have community, you're becoming better at what you do and you have a vision. And that's just what gets me really excited. I'll just share on a personal note, like I've been thinking about Alluvians and this community for the past eight years. Like the first immersion that I attended eight years ago, I remember looking at the guy who was running it and I was just like, I want to be you. And I'm not yet ready, but I want to be you. And, you know, at this point, I've attended between 40 to 50 emergence retreats. And just to see the community, the culture, the, the container that these things create, I'll be honest, I've gone through some pretty serious dark times. I battle with depression. I battle with security, anxiety, imposter syndrome. Am I good enough? Like that, that's my work right there. But when I've actually chosen to go in and meet these things face to face and and create space for them, what I've actually discovered is they've become my biggest gift. They've actually become my lesson. Over the past year, especially you guys even saw me leading up to the immersion. There was parts of me that I was like, I was stressed as hell. I had some nervous energy and I shared it with you guys. And I was honest with it. Like I was vulnerable with you guys. And you just held me just by me sharing it. It was like the Kickstarter of like, oh, let it unfold. It doesn't need to be actually weighing so heavy down. And that was the value of just, you know, having a community and doing the work and also, you know, obviously the impact that that we were able to witness it have on people, but also just like what the impact it had on us, <laughs> us as the people who helped facilitate it. That was powerful. So Clara, I would love to hear what was your experience from the event as well. I think, you know, you did such an incredible job. You were really the mastermind behind making sure everything actually went smoothly over the entire three days. And you, I know, had some great one-on-ones with people. You led an incredible yoga session too, which was very much needed at that point. And so just would love for you to kind of drop some nuggets here. Yeah, I love planning. I got to be in the driver's seat. Tom for mm. planning this weekend. And that was a lot of fun, but it was also a lot of pressure. You both talked about some negativity that you felt leading up to that event. I definitely felt that too, but I think it was more so for me, imposter syndrome. Am I the right person to be organizing and co-facilitating an event like this? And like I mentioned earlier, like just diving headfirst into experiences because so much of what we go through in life is a mirror. The first night when we were there, there was an instance that happened where someone logistics were messed up on my part. I made a mistake and someone didn't have a room to sleep in. They ended up sleeping on the couch. 
And I'm a big empath. So I put myself in the shoes of other people. And we did a ton of work leading up to this event where I wanted everything to go smoothly. And that experience where this one thing went wrong was such a mirror for me because all of these feelings of, okay, maybe I shouldn't be the person organizing the logistics. Maybe I am not right to be here. All of those, you know, self limiting beliefs start to happen. And my work, is not to absorb, but to observe. And I really took that away from that weekend and that one experience of being an empath. How do I not absorb everyone's energies and feelings and thoughts, but more so how do I observe what's happening for individual people and observe without judgment? And from there, help people and myself without judgment, observing my own emotions and experiences and everything without judgment help myself and other people be the best possible version of themselves. And taking that step back that weekend, even from that first experience that happened, I know I shared it with both of you and I felt so awful and I had to take a step back and be like, this is all part of the journey. This is an opportunity to grow and to learn and to show up better next time. And then I got to observe other people's experiences Someone at the event, it was the anniversary of their dad passing. And they very vulnerably shared that in a container of three, where I got to observe all three of these people talking about how they're feeling about the event. And that that topic came up with that observation. I got to create a really sacred experience for that person and myself and tap into connecting with their lost parent. I was able to pull people aside at the pool party, which was so much fun. And we got to talk about this creamy machine where it makes ice cream and different protein shakes. Like we didn't all just talk about sales. We got to talk about what's important to people and just connect and observe what people needed. And I loved being part of that community and being able to help people really come out of their shell and to see them for who they truly are and to help them step into their purpose and their vision. Tom, you remember this? I was like, you know, Claire just seems like she's like sprinkling a little fairy dust every single place that she goes, just like adding a little bit of magic to all these different conversations, these experiences. It was awesome to see you in that truth. I I would love to hear, you know, Tom, like you first, for those who might be thinking about it, attending the immersion or just wanting to hear more, like what would your recommendation, what would you say to those people there? Well, I'd say two things. One thing kind of stood out to me when, when Clara was talking. I was thinking about our Slack channel that we have going post-immersion and uh, and some of the conversations we've had with people. People are coming out of this as, you know, on the other side is, is quite different. Like we got one person that is afraid of heights. They skydove or skydived, whatever you say, like three days afterwards. Uh, and, and they were like, I'm afraid of a second floor building. And I went skydiving with my buddy. Uh, the other person says, I refer to myself as, we'll say their name's John. That's not the real name. But it's like pre-Austin John, post-Austin John. And the post-Austin John, his wife is saying, is, is way more connected with him and more patient and, and more present. It's just really cool to hear like, yeah, you had a badass time, but also like, what are the lingering positive impacts? That's one thing. But I think the real thing to consider is this is an ongoing practice for all of us. We each kind of shared how we came into the event, maybe feeling off or at some points in the event, we're off at some point, you know, feeling imposter syndrome, feeling nervous, feeling in a rut. The truth is that it's always going to happen. Like there's always one of these three pillars that or more that we're all working on together. No one here has it all figured out. You know, you might look at someone like Alex 
and look up to him. And I certainly look up to him and think very highly of him, but he's still got stuff he's always figuring out. And same with me and same with Claire. And it's a continual work, in my opinion, until the day you die of trying to get better at whatever craft you're working in, your inner game, building community. And so if you're feeling right now, like, man, I'm on top of the world and I'm killing it and I'm making a ton of money and I got my crew feeling good inside, then like, cool. Maybe we should talk like in a couple months. And if you're doing good, like maybe you need to ride that or maybe you need to keep working with your coach or whatever you're doing. But if something is lingering inside, even if you had a ton of success, even if you've been doing some of this stuff for a long time, even if you used to have a crew or maybe you have a crew and there's something missing there, be open to a conversation. One conversation can change the trajectory of your life and of your career. We're always open to chat. So I think that's what I would say is that it's just an ongoing process and something that we're all working on. And regardless of where you are in your career, it, it could be just a good time to observe where you're at, how you're feeling. And you know, if this might be something that might be calling to you. Alex, I think you say this quote, my work is your work or your work is my work, right? There's so many different facets of what people are working on that translate into our personal work. I think, Tom, you just spoke to that. But Alex, I'd be curious. You asked us both, what did we take away? What did you take away from the event? You know, I think my biggest takeaway is this is needed in the world right now. Finding a community, finding a coach, finding people who you can do this work on. They both become better your craft to, to work on the inner game and have this great community. Like it's needed more than ever. It's like we are at such a unique inflection point within the world right now where corporations are evolving. AI is coming online. The role of the sales professional is changing. And then that factor in climate change, social issues, you name it. Like this is an inflection point right now within our human species, one can even say. And what the world now needs more than ever is leadership true leadership and leadership starts with leading oneself. And if we are not doing our own work to whether you want to say, go into your consciousness to increase your capacity, to allow yourself to figure out what is your unique flavor and to own that unique flavor. Cause like, I don't want to be you, Tom, Sir, I don't want to be you. And you guys definitely don't want to be me. I want us each to be our unique selves. We each have such a different background. We've gone through our own challenges, our own experiences. What does that authentic truth mean to come out? What does it actually look like? And truly, I believe that with what's happening in the world right now, that's the only thing that is actually going to solve our problems, to get us and to hopefully continue our human species and be able to pass the torch on to future generations and to make a better life. And that's my main thing for everybody. It's just like, whether or not you attend this immersion, which FYI, the immersion is November 10th through 12th. It's down in Austin, Texas. You can check out alluvians.co backslash arise to learn more. There's an application there to check in and, and you can speak to Tom, Claire, or myself just to learn more about this. And whether or not you go, it's just like, it's a powerful conversation. Nonetheless, how often are you asked questions that are about what your truth is, about what your vision is, about what's holding you back and just like really create space. I mean, that's the conversations we're having every single day. And oh, by the way, we fucking love those conversations. <laughs> so we also love when people ask us those questions too. So that's really what my recommendation is. And just, again, there's an opportunity for the rising leader 
to come through really the essence of what this podcast is about and what Alluvians is about and what really what Tom, Claire and I are, are trying to bring to the world. And we would just say, if you have any thoughts, either check us out or make sure you share this podcast with anybody else who needs to just hear this. But before we finish off here, Clara or Tom, any parting words of wisdom or nuggets that you want to drop here for everybody? I'll go first and we'll end with Tommy Tahoe bringing us home in the driver's seat. Have you ever gotten nervous or you had like a big meeting? Maybe you were going up on stage, Tom, maybe it's, you know, you're going to present to a huge company tomorrow and you can feel that nervousness, that anxiousness in your chest or in your throat. It's bubbling up, but it needs to come out. If you were listening to this and you were in that category of, I'm a high achiever, but there is something in, in deep inside me that's telling me I want more. And then you feel that nervousness. That to me is a sign that your body deeply knows that this is something you should step into. Whenever I feel that nervousness or anxiety, I mean, many people at the event mentioned that before they would share, they'd be like, my pulse is on my Apple Watch, 100 watts up before it. My pulse on my Apple Watch is 100 notches higher than it should be or whatever they would say. I'm nervous to say this, but that means that I should. If you felt that way listening to this podcast, we recommend you take the leap, you dive into the deep end and you reach out and have a conversation because there's a lot of growth on the other side of taking that leap. We're all going through the growth constantly as your hosts of Alluvian and Arise. And we invite all of you to step into taking that leap of faith and growing and pushing yourself through sales tactics, through the inner game, but with community that loves and supports and sees you for who you truly are authentically. I'll add in just a quick nugget of a metaphor that Claire actually brought up earlier about a band. I felt like recently as, as going in and being an entrepreneur, I was like an acoustic guitarist. I was like Jack Johnson on stage by myself. And if you're like chilling at the beach, having a beer on a Friday afternoon, like Jack Johnson is, that's a pretty good listen. My favorite band's the Rolling Stones. Like I felt like I wanted someone like slamming on guitar and someone else doing a drum riff and someone else peacocking on stage as the lead singer and a bassist and all this type of stuff. And that to me is what a community is all about. And that's what I found when we went down to Austin and, and working with you both. And it was just funny that I was complaining about being an acoustic guitarist when I had like my other two bandmates like right in front of me. And I feel like if, if you asked a lot of people that came, they felt the same way. You can do it. You could still be a great solo musician. There's plenty of them out there. But the best, the best bands, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, like they had their crew, you know, and they had a lot of people in their group supporting them, riffing off each other and making like the sum a lot greater than all of their parts together. So that's what I would call out for anyone that feels called. And we'd love to just like Alex said, have a conversation and get to know you. So let us know and we'd love to have a chat. Led Zeppelin, Beatles, Rolling Stones, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys both sharing your, your wonderful stories and your takeaways. This is just the beginning of the beginning. There is uh, a lot to be done here, a greater community to be built. And I think the tech sales world, the tech sales leadership world, it is evolving, it is maturing, it is transforming. And I'm grateful to be part of that wave of just helping to support it alongside both of you. I'll just finish with this. The purpose of Alluvians, the purpose of the Rising Leader podcast is to bring forth the new wave of rising leadership and helping people feel a greater sense of purpose, helping people feel a greater sense of self-connection, a greater sense of connection with others, i.e. community. 
And oh, by the way, to have incredible results because at the end of the day, we're also still in sales. And so that's really uh, what we are bringing here. And we just uh, appreciate you. And again, share this with anybody who you think needs nugget here or there. And uh, we cannot wait to see and hear from you for our next one. So thank you all. And we'll talk soon. Talk to y'all soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Rising Leader Podcast. Make sure you hit that follow button so you get notified every time a new episode releases. If you know someone who wants to take their lives and their career to the next level, send them this episode so we can all rise together. For more information, check out alluviance.co. We'll see you next time. And in the meantime, keep letting it flow. This episode is brought to you by Alluviance. Alluviance is helping sales professionals, sales leaders, and founders master the craft of sales by transforming the inner game. In the past 12 months, we've thrown four retreats and impacted over 100 tech sales leaders, founders. I'm not just getting better at the craft, but really working on the inner game, gaining clarity on their vision, and also overcoming what's holding them back. The best part is you'll be doing it in an incredible community of high performers who are also trying to do the exact same thing. Our next immersion is going to be this May 3rd through 5th in the beautiful Austin, Texas. And make sure you check out alluviance.co to apply there. Can't wait to see you.